This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. to Dare to Find Your Voice. I am excited to be here with Elaine Eisenbrom, who is, she's a beautiful person, as I've gotten to know you, Elaine, through your bio and through the videos that I've watched and, you know, a few conversations via email. You really, your passion and your purpose is glorious. I love it. I'm very excited for um, everyone to get to know a little bit more about who you are and what you do. So just a little bit about Elaine. Um, Elaine has focused her career on the intersection of nature and people, which is really what it's all about, isn't it? That's so beautiful. <laughs> Always sharing the secrets of nature with others. I love that. Um, what she learned most acutely while refreshing forests, landscapes, rivers, and people was how to see clearly into the heart of nature. She has been an executive director in outdoor education and nature restoration. She shares nature's teaching as an art. Elaine is a consultant forester, farmer, and educator. With so much attention toward the nuances of nature, a day came when Elaine wanted to harness a different kind of art for some very special people. She started Portrait Connection with her daughters, Laura and Kristen, to find or to bring fine art portraits into the communities and homes of children who have serious medical conditions. And homes of children, oh, I just doubled over myself. That's okay. So let's see, Laura... <laughs> She started Portrait Connection with her daughters, Laura and Kristen, to bring fine art portraits into the communities and home of children who have serious medical conditions. Together, they connect, they connect artists with valiant families and catalyze extraordinary compassion. The project reveals an art that is very much a piece of the beauty of nature. So Elaine, I want to hear you expand on that. I really wanna know how you came to this passion, how you came to understand from the inside out who you are and what it is that you love to do. Really quickly, we're gonna take a commercial break and then we'll be right back. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Elaine. So tell me, just such a beautiful purpose that you have. How did you come to realize your love for nature, for people, and art? And then, I mean, just how did this whole vision come into being? <laughs> it, it's sort of a circuitous sounding path where I've been 
but I've always been interested in nature. When I was a teenager, I was very active in canoeing and I did a thousand mile canoe trip as a teen up to the Arctic Ocean. Um, and my father used to take me out into the woods a lot and we would hike and such. I went to school and I became a forester. And as you said, one of the key skills for being a forester is to be able to see relationships. The forest is such a complex ecosystem and we have to be able to see the relationships within that ecosystem in order to help the forest to grow better. You know that old adage, seeing the forest through the trees? It's true, that's kind of what we would do as foresters. Wow. And then, yeah, a, a day came when dear friends of ours had not one but both of their children diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, which is a, just an awful disease or sickness. Yeah. And we wanted to help. My daughters, I have two daughters, and they both work with me in this. They um, are both artists, artistically inclined. One's an outstanding fine artist. And we said, her name's Kristen Eisenbraun. We said, Kristen, would you paint a portrait of the children for their family? And of course, she was thrilled to do it. And she did. She, I think she was only 19 at the time. And she painted a gorgeous portrait. So we shipped it off to the family. They had moved out of the neighborhood because they needed to be closer to a good children's hospital. The portrait arrived at their home on their porch and they opened it and were just taken aback at not just the beauty of the portrait, but the message that came from the whole community. We care about you. We're sending in this box our compassion. And the mom called up and she said, this is a treasure. It's going to be a family heirloom and we've hung it where it's the first thing we see in the morning and it gives us the power and strength we need to get through the day. And so that was several years ago and we said we need to do this for other families because art colors life and there is science now about how it can change the outcomes in healthcare situations. And so we put it on the back burner for a while but eventually it just kept, you know, rearing its head at us and saying, don't forget me over here on the back burner. And so we picked it up and the three of us really are working very hard at it. Mostly my older daughter, Laura Eisenbrand, and I do the most of it. And then Kristen's one of our many artists and she reviews our applications. So, um, yeah, the, the interesting thing, and your, your listeners will understand this. It was a translation of the skills I learned in my first career to move into this new place, which is very much related. It's about nature and relationships, but um, I needed those skills I had created as a forester. And now I take them to a holistic um, healing, maybe not healing, but um, improved emotional uh, situation for families in need. That's beautiful. So do you feel like you were saying, you know, the science is proving that art helps healing? And do you feel like it's because art comes from the heart and it touches the heart? You know, and when our heart is full and happy, it seems to me like our body responds to that. Does that? Yeah, I think that's absolutely very true. And actually, um, there's a science uh, scientist named, I believe, Roger Ulrich. And he's done a lot of testing of what goes on in the brain when we look at art. And there are actually things that occur 
that um, are conducive with helping people to relax into their healing and mm. um, have shorter recovery times and things like that. That's so amazing. I, the more I learn, the more I really begin to understand the connection of, you know, mind, body, spirit, nature, and I mean, really all things, we're just all connected. And when we can come from a place of connection and love and peace that, you know, there's just so much power. And it was something that I, you know, I would hear and it sounded good. And I never really gave it a lot of attention until lately. I'm just very amazed. And I love how you were talking about, you know, the ecosystem and and being a forester, you know, having to pay attention to how the whole forest works together as opposed to just one tree at a time. Isn't that how humanity is as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the beauties of this project. We say that it doesn't just help the families and the children because behind every sick child, there's a family who's really struggling, but it also helps the artists to gain traction in their careers. And it helps the community. What we say is that we harness the artist's talent to fulfill the child's need to see his or herself as being beautiful and special and the parents need to have a sanctuary of peace in their house as they go through this awful journey and the communities need to deliver an enduring message of compassion and it's all in one work of art it's amazing wow that is really amazing you know i have a daughter who she was born with cancer and had you know a, her childhood was a little bit rough and it was through well we had music so the creation of music she really um responded well to music and then people who would bring gifts and it wasn't necessarily like a painting but there was like my aunt made a blanket and that was her way of creating and, and sharing art and her heart with my daughter that blanket became her it went with my daughter everywhere through the whole process and it's very comforting so I can see um you know by my experiences and then listening to you share, I can totally see why this is such a powerful, such a powerful thing for, for people, for the families that are experiencing the illness, for the children experiencing it, and also for the people who are giving. It's just really amazing. How long have you been doing this? Really only about a year, and uh, we have a long way to go. We hope that we'll be doing it all over the country before long. We're doing uh, little hubs of work in various places in the country, but you know, we're a new nonprofit, so we have those challenges. We need to build our network and get people to check into our webpage. And of course, we need to build our donor base and things like that, and get corporations to sponsor us. It's a challenge. It's a wonderful challenge. And we're just going to keep uh, driving forward and making it happen. It's those wonderful challenges that become the breath of life, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, I love, <laughs> I love the challenges that have been put before me because that is where I find my breath and I can see, like you have a light shining around you. So I can feel that this, this challenge that you have in front of you is like probably what you live for right now. Is it what gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh, absolutely. And sometimes absolutely. it keeps me awake while I'm in bed. <laughs> yeah, I get that too. It's like, come on brain, just for a minute, but you can't sleep because you're so excited. <laughs> That's amazing. So. <laughs> so how many hospitals are you in now? Or is it just in your, not just, but is it in your community alone? Or have you spread in this year to other, other communities yeah. and other hospitals? 
Well, so we're not actually working in the hospitals. That's an important point. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you about the different geographies. So a okay. lot of art and healthcare does take place in hospitals. And we're taking it to that next step where it's in the community and in the home. So what we do, this is really quite um, touching, is the artists. And let me give you an example. We just did a program in Central Oregon. The artists get photographs of the children. They paint these beautiful, I call them museum quality portraits of the child, mm -hmm. but they've never met the child or the family. Mm -hmm. And then we find a venue in the community and we have this ceremony where we present and reveal the art to the families and they're meeting their artist for the first time. And so you can just imagine the joy and the emotion and the tears. And so the artist presents the portrait and then it hangs in that gallery or whatever space we've been able to finagle for a month. And that's the time when the community can come in and really become familiar with their own neighbors who have problems that they may not know about because people tend to go through that journey quietly and they get a little bit neglected. After that month is over, then the portraits go to the home. And so while we partner with hospitals and other nonprofits, to find families and to identify where the needs are. This is actually going on right in the heart of the community. Mm. I love that. So as I was watching your video, I assumed that the gallery, those photos or those portraits were hanging in was a hospital. And so I love that you clarified that. And I, I wondered too, so did the portraits stay there forever? And you said they stay there for a month so that the community can be aware of what's going on, who it is that feels need and to kind of feel that power of love I imagine there's a huge power of love in that in that community center wherever the, the portraits are hanging um, you sent in your in one of your emails you sent a paragraph that I thought was amazing and I really think it's so good for all of us to hear this and to be reminded because we we look when we think of helping the world or we think of you know being compassionate or having an impact a lot of the times we will look so far outside of ourselves, you know, we'll look at other third world countries maybe, and how can we, you know, bring food to these people or schools to these people? And when in our very own neighborhoods and communities, there are people who could use our heart and we're there like in actual hug distance, you know, a lot of the time and, and we could use that. So what you said was in every neighborhood, families are quietly facing the challenge of children who have serious medical conditions. And, you know, that's, your purpose, I would add, there are so many things that people are facing that we're quiet about. We don't like to share our struggles, you know? Right. Um, and, right. and so we're quiet. So I love that you are helping people to feel okay about sharing those things. And then you go on to say, in those same neighborhoods, artists commit to often undervalued talent. So there are people with something to share, with gifts to share. And a lot of times we keep those quiet as well. For whatever reason, it's not as good as that one. It's not as, you know, I'm not as talented as that person. And so we'll keep them quiet. Or maybe we just, you know, we do that to ourselves a lot. So you're mixing these <laughs> silences, these gifts and these struggles together. You're bringing them together. And then you said, people in our communities are inundated with media about worldwide issues, which exactly, I mean, we see it all the time. And, you know, what can I do right. to help them when right now I could say I could help myself, my own heart, by sharing my hidden gift with somebody who has a hidden struggle or vice versa. I just really love that. So then you finish by saying, but often go about their business oblivious to the quiet ongoing local challenges of these and other populations. 
what if a social enterprise were to purposely provide meaningful benefits across multiple populations? I just feel like that's so beautiful. It's such a, an amazing purpose, such an amazing passion. And what a, what a better person than you to bring that about. Like I said, I, I've had your emails. I felt your heart through there. And now I'm, you know, seeing you face to face over this Zoom um, platform and your heart just shines forth. Like I can feel your heart and we're just seeing each other via technology. So how beautiful. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, I've had, it's been quite a, a journey and a path. And I can't say that I would do anything differently. It's just amazing. We're finding a place where smiles are eternal, uh, where fear can be released from people and where joy just escorts everyone's journey. It's like this big hug that wraps around them and takes them on this together on this uh, journey forward to help where help is needed right here at home. Wow. So, yeah, thank you. I love that joy escorts the journey and the journey for all of us has got ups and downs and you know challenges and um, exhilaration a lot of wins a lot of I guess we can say failures but they're really just they're just life right and if joy can encompass that if it can guide us along the way by tapping into our heart and doing that thing remembering why we're doing what we're doing even when it's hard I'm I'm all about remembering why and why my yeah. why is my why? Like, why does this light me up so much? And remembering that. And then it does keep you awake at night and keep you out of bed and, you know, get you out of bed in the morning. It's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, ahead. that's how art comes into this because art has become kind of a luxury item. But I don't think it was always that way. You know, if you think back to the cave drawings, they had meaning and intention. And mm-hmm. um there's a quote about from Florence Nightingale. I don't remember exactly, but it talks about long ago when she was practicing medicine about how the form and the brilliance of color um, was actually what made the difference in recovery. And um, so art is something that we need to rediscover uh, and, yes. um, and find its ability to help out with people and, and there are certain kinds of art, according to the science, that are more helpful. The beautiful image of a smiling person, a mm-hmm. landscape, real quality art like that. I love that. So it's not about painting to allow to have your painting someday hang in the Louvre or somewhere like some big <laughs> museum, right? And in fact, you know, I'm pretty sure that um, Leonardo da Vinci and all of those probably didn't see their you know, the Mona Lisa, he probably didn't know it would be one of the most famous paintings of all time. He just painted it probably for a love of art and, you know, and for, anyway, I don't know exactly what his heart was, but I do understand that a lot of times we think it needs to be, you know, out there in the public eye and amazing or it's not worth doing. And it's the small and simple things that bring about the great things. And it's by allowing our hearts to connect and doing it for that reason and not for the you know, the accolades or whatever. And who knows, the accolades may come. And if they don't, that's fine too, because that's really where the heart piece is. We have no idea the impact we have on people when we share our gifts and when we allow ourselves to practice our gifts to really develop them, you know, so. Thank you. You, you say that so beautifully. That's, that's absolutely <laughs> true. Oh, I, I love everything you stand for. Um, I have an, one more question. As you explained, you know, your journey and that everything that you have done through your life has led you to this point, you feel, right? Right. Um, and 
in the process, as you have allowed yourself to connect to that thing that's on your heart in the moment, like at one time you said, you know, it came to you as an idea and you kind of put it on the back burner for a while, but it kept speaking to you like, it's time, you know, remember me, remember me. And so as you have <laughs> come to connect with that heart thing, has it allowed you to feel more confidence, more joy, more power in who you are, you know, as you've it gone through life? Has. Yes, absolutely. And you know, I've always been helping people or objects in nature, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something extra special about this. And it does mm-hmm. give me that uplift. It floats my boat, so to speak. Nice. And, <laughs> and it, it gives me a chance to refocus and feel like I have a commitment that I just can't let go. And every moment that I'm working toward achieving what I'm trying to achieve brings me up utter joy as well. And sometimes I feel guilty for feeling so delighted in what I'm doing. <laughs> Isn't that how we are? That's so funny. What's wrong with feeling yeah. good, right? What's wrong with enjoying <laughs> what we do? So we're just funny. And it's good that you can come back to that. Oh, yeah, I love how I feel. And, and I'm not guilty about it. It's amazing. It's um, kind of ironic. You mentioned floating your boat. And I'm sitting here in a parking lot at Huntington Beach. I'm watching all these sailboats go by. And they're floating <laughs> on an ocean that wasn't just one great big ocean, but it's several millions and billions and trillions of drops of water, right? And it all just right. comes together to float your boat. That's amazing. So, um, and to go with that last question, as you are giving these or revealing these art, pieces of art you know the artists are there they're meeting the person that they've been painting from a photograph I can only imagine the confidence or the joy that comes across the face of the child to sees you know his or her portrait there and the love that comes through and then the confidence and the joy and the just that heart connection that comes in the artist as well I mean is that something that's almost tangible because it's just I can only imagine what it would be like it absolutely is and I'm, I would ask your listeners to go and check out some of the videos. And one particular, there's a little girl who has a brain tumor and it's taken her sight. She's completely blind as a result of the tumor. And so I found a sculptor to make her portrait so that she would be able to see it in quotes with her mm. hands. And wow. so we caught in the video her mom helping her get her hands onto the sculpture and feel it and you can just watch the little smile grow on her little five-year-old face as she realizes it's her and that someone loves her enough to take the time to make that for her that's just one Um, go to our website which is portraitconnection.org there's only one video up there but um, if you search on youtube for portrait connection there's a whole bunch of them and uh, people will see absolutely what you're talking about it is tangible and That's amazing. each one of those portraits is all of us. And the eyes look into our souls and our hearts and touch a spot in us that is sometimes hard to access. And so go watch the videos is what I would say to your listeners. All right. We will put your website and a link to your YouTube channel in the show notes so people can go click there and subscribe. And she tells in one of the videos at least um, how to contribute either by referring families by um, donating your talent or donating funds to the cause and it to me it's such a worthy cause I love it um one last question that I ask people which is kind of I think you've this whole 
this whole show has been about good news. I love to point out the good news in the world. We have enough, you know, places we can look for bad and negative news. And I think sometimes it helps us to be reminded that there are little happy things going on all around us and that people are good. So other than everything else you've shared, <laughs> is there a, a little piece of good news that you would like to share from your corner of the world? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I'm connected to nature. I live off the grid way up on a hill, mm -hmm. uh, far away from neighbors. And the good news in my area is the rain has been coming. Everything is turning green. There's a little bunny rabbit as I talk to you out in the yard, Aww. chewing the grass. And you know what? The cycle is going round and round and it's doing it like it's supposed to. And it's just bringing sunshine. Every day brings the joy of sunshine in the morning and the peace of darkness at night. And so that's wow. the good news. That is amazing news. That right there, those little they're not that little, but the little precious things that are going around us all the time are where I find my connection when I'm feeling lost or when I feel my, find my joy when I'm feeling maybe frustrated. And so thank you for sharing that. I could see the whole picture as you're talking. I appreciate this interview so much. Um, again, we will share your show notes and your, I mean, your website in the show notes and your YouTube channel in the show notes. Um, tell us at portraitconnection.org, right? portraitconnection.org yes and right. please ask your listeners to send it on to everyone All right yes share this this is shouting out a lot of good news this right here thank you so so much elaine thanks for taking the time and thank you to all of the listeners who are listening who are feeling this heart moment and who are going to share this movement with all of your friends have a really great day and see you next time Dare to find your voice. This is the EWN Podcast Network.